Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, they'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline. I write the How to Decorate blog. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Karen. I head up Ballard's branding team. We're We're your hosts. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of the show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at BallardDesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. And now, on with the show. Okay. I think we should do some trials and triumphs. Oof. Okay, can I go first? Because I'm really yes. excited about it. Yes. Okay. So I... I don't, I I have mentioned this to Karen and Taryn. We've talked about it a little bit, but um, back in summer, I started feeling very discontent with our black room, um, our den. It's where our TV is. And I I actually really liked the wall color and I didn't even dislike it in there, but I, I really don't decorate that much with black. I mean, I know the outside of our house is black, but inside, like I don't really use black finishes, no black frames. I don't even have very many black accessories. Like it's just not really a color I use a lot. And so long story short, I just felt like that room, the black room or TV room Mm -hmm. was, did not flow with the rest of the house. Right. Everything else is like a lot more, um, you know, kind of muddier colors. And that was like a very, just like stark black. And also that room, it's, you know, it's hard to tell, like if you just follow me on Instagram or something, but it actually is very open to a lot of the other rooms. Um, You have, and it's a pass-through room. And so it just always kind of felt like this weird, like stopping, you know. Yeah, odd man out. Yeah, odd man out. There you go. Um, Anyway, so, but Will really liked the dark color like just having a dark color in there he didn't want it to be white or anything so I was sort of playing around with colors and um ultimately decided that I wanted to paint that room mauve yes <laughs> oh my gosh there has been a fair room ball color that I have wanted that's like a mauve color that I tried to convince David like months ago when COVID started and he was like no we're tearing this house down and I was like but anyway Wait, what color was it? I'll look it up while you f- finish your story Okay. Well, it so, might be the same one. Um, basically, it's kind of this color that, if, well, first off, um, I, I had this idea that I wanted to do a mauve room. Not really sure why, where, like where that came from. But I then found this incredible rug that I'm obsessed with. And it's from a place called Lily Cat Rugs. Um, she is this girl in Birmingham and she imports rugs like from the Middle East, from Turkey. And she posted this rug on her Instagram and I have, I had never seen any rug like it. It is sort of a flat weave, but it has this kind of weird, it's almost like a ribbon pattern. I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's kind of like a, a broken, I think it's stripe, a, good way to like a ribbon pattern, sort of a striped rug, but it also has this sort of mid-century flair to it. And the reason I liked it so much is because all of the colors in that rug are the same colors that are in our living room rug, but it's a like 180 de- degree difference in terms of like the look and feel of it. So I felt like color wise, it would really flow from mm-hmm. these two rooms, but they would each have like a very, you know, it's not like buying the same rug yeah, twice. Their own personality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Own personalities. Mm-hmm. And the other reason I really liked this rug is because it it kind of has a similar feel to this crazy ribbon art that I have. Love it's that just art. like yes. yeah, it's like this black and white ribbon, and it had a sort of sort of has a similar vibe to it. Anyway, so 
the rug, the mauve color, it's all sort of gelled. And um, I'm really excited about it. It's coming together. We over, I was sort of de- like deliberating this color around Thanksgiving and like leading up to Thanksgiving. And then right after Christmas, I took two days off because I had a bunch of free vacation or not free, but like leftover vacation time and decided to paint the room myself, which, wow. Oh. Okay. So I took off two days thinking like, okay, I'll like, I'll do one day to prime one day to paint. Like it'll be good. I'd already painted the whole basement and it, you know, it went so fast. Ha, ha, ha. Um, it first was on black or what? Or brick? Yes, it was on black. It's brick. And then yeah. even the, the two of the walls are brick. Two of the walls are wood paneling. So it's, you still can't use a roller oh. because it has like the grooves. Oh. And I was painting all of the trim. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, ultimately it took me like three weeks of painting. Wow. Yeah. But you did I mean, it. I didn't. I didn't paint like every single night, but I did a lot. And I had like claw hands because my Aww. hands were like cramping in like on like paintbrush. Um, anyways, but it looks so good. And I was just listening back to the Fran Keenan paint episode. And she talks in it about how um, like she, one of the things she said that it's, it's so funny. She was like, you should want to just like eat your paint color. Like you should just love your paint color so much that you just want to like eat it. And that is how I feel about this paint color. Like it's just so good. And I just want to like make so out. What's with the, the name color. of it? I want to look um, it up. It's called Sulking Room Pink. So that's it. That's the one. I just looked it up. Oh, really? Oh my gosh. Okay. That's crazy. Um, so it, Caroline, it, is this the darker one of the two that you were showing us? Okay. Yeah. And, and to harken back to the Fran thing, when you were showing it to us, you were like, I can't yeah. decide because this one kind of is brown sometimes and it's kind of lavender sometimes. I'm like, well, Fran said... Yes. Perfect color is the one that you can't really quite uh, define what it is. Man, yeah, I was totally. thinking about saving this color for my new dining room. Do it. No, 100% I, do it and bring, bring David over here. Okay, here. I want to see think. it. Okay. Bring David over here because my, so, okay. So my husband also was like, all right, if we're going to paint this room pink, I'm getting a bigger television. So <laughs> he sort of like slipped that in there as like, if I'm going to be in a pink room, I'm going to have like a big ASS TV. So that happened. Anyway, so he took a picture of this big giant television and sent it to all of his buddies. And like three or four of his friends were like, that's actually a really good paint color. I really like oh. that color. <laughs> so I feel like he, David might, you know, kind of. Well, the word probably throws guys off. Yes, it's not. It's um, it's definitely too muddy to be like you would it's never. Sort of amorphous. It's, I feel yeah. like mauve is a better way of describing it, but it's so they have like, yes. Yeah. And, um, Fair and Ball has like color schemes on their website too. So, and one of the reasons I had wanted to do this is the Itchra blue, Itchra, Itchra blue. Yeah. I'm saying it wrong, but that's wait, the wait, color. Is of, that? that is another Fair and Ball color. I-N-C-H-Y-R-A. Oh. So yes. they had a color scheme. Well, that was what I painted my den. So the paneled room was that deep blue. And then I wanted to do the den, which is which is attached or whatever, the next room over in this color. And I was like, I bet that could, because they like kind of. And then that Vardo is the other part of their entry. color scheme is my entry. And that leads into the entry. And I was like, David, they're telling me right here it's going to work perfectly. So I don't understand. Really. It <laughs> but, is. Okay, here's, I think, the, the way to describe it. Because when I was painting, I felt like it's just the perfect nude lipstick. Like, 
that is the color to me because it has a lot of brown in it, like you said, Mm -hmm. but it definitely goes pink sometimes. Um, That is so funny. I'm so during the day on a bright dining room. Right? If we all have a plate of paint, so if you want to test it. Dibs, nope, me first. (laughs) I don't have Um, walls, so actually Karen first. (laughs) It's but it's such a good color. I mean, obviously, and and you know, Farinball has such great colors. But um and and I think that is what because like Karen had mentioned, I had sent them, I was deciding between these two colors. One of was another Farron Ball, Cinder Rose, and it's just a lot brighter. And they talked me into the sulking room. I'm glad I did that one. And um, you know, during the night it is it's it is brown. Um, but also I and this is something that I hadn't really thought of when I was choosing it, but um when you get it like all lit up with your with your sort of like yellow lamplight uh-huh. oh my god it just like glows it is really? so it's great so, for the dining room yes oh god it would be so because it's really like <laughs> so while we were painting i had like all the um the overhead lights turned like way all the way up and one of our buddies came over he was bringing us something and he was just like oh like can i peek in and and see the color and all of the lights were on high and he, he came out and he was like oh no that is <laughs> like i'm glad that's you and that's not my yes. room. But then, so then Wilson, Wilson sent him the picture later and he actually really loved it. And I think it's because like when you do turn the lights down really low and the light, the lamplight is a lot more yellow mm-hmm. than the fluorescent overheads. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was, it's really delicious. So anyway, I love mm-hmm. my, my new living room color. I still have many elements. We have the rug in, um, but I'm going to do, I'm going to get a new couch. That probably won't happen until for many even if we ordered it now, it would be like May before it arrived. But um, anyway, so still a lot to do in there. And we are going to like move all of our art around, but it's looking really good. So I'm very pleased. And thank you to Fran and to both of you for your guidance. And we're just such very a wealth great. of knowledge. I, do, I will say the good part about texting with us is I feel like we we easily know what we like and don't like. I don't, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, like, so you you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We both were like, yes, this color. And you were like, really? And we're like, yes. Like we both I am so page. glad I asked because Will said that color. You both said that color. I even messaged it to Fran. I was like, okay. I need to know. <laughs> um, and cause I was originally leaning towards that brighter one and I'm really glad I didn't do it. So yeah. Thank you, ladies. And I will. I, I really don't want to share any pinter, pictures on my Instagram because it still has a long way to go in terms of mm-hmm. all of my my decor choices. But you like a um, finished product? That's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will. Tr- I'll share something at some point. So, Karen, you go next. Okay. Well, <laughs> I maybe t- not. <laughs> no, I'll go. I talked to you guys last time about uh, my room and change my sunroom, and you were just saying, Carolyn, you know moving the art around and stuff. And I, I did the same thing in my sunroom. So I didn't like, I'd had a sort of matching companion pieces of art flanking the very large window when you walk in the room. Mm -hmm. And I, oddly, I find myself having a lot of art that's in pairs. I'm not sure how this is happening in my life. Um, but I do. So I have it's two, good though. Two pairs of art in my living room. This is another pair of art in my sunroom that I didn't really love it. Um, and I'd had it a while. And so I decided I wanted to change it out um, to be a little more personal. And But I couldn't figure out if I needed to have, again, another pair since it was going to be 
you know, the room's very, when you look in, it's very symmetrical. There's a window and then there's, you know, exactly the same amount of space on either side on the wall. And then I decided, forget that. Do what I want. Um, so I ended up, I had talked to you guys earlier about making that little shadow box with my dad's sweater. So yes. I ended up putting that on the wall. And then I've always wanted um, like an old um, Woody, you know, car, you know, those wood sided cars. You know, oh, yeah, like, yeah. this isn't this isn't it, but it's something like this. Yes. But so yeah. I I got a little print. Um cute of one of those. It's sort of like a little I don't so know, kind of a cute. watercolor. Um and just frame that in a little inexpensive floater frame and put that with the little sweater. And then on the other wall to kind of balance that oh, in, so in uh size and whatever i got a little uh canvas stretch canvas from ballard that has color in it um because none of the other are in color, so it has sort of some greens in it and i'm really pleased i'm i really like the way it all worked out you have pulled together that little room look at that together my little office Mm -hmm. karen i would not have expected you to pick that landscape but i like it well it's so funny i would never have either um I don't know. I surprised myself because so, yeah. What what drew you to that one? So um, part of my job is when we're when we're doing photo shoots for each season, I help approve the photography. I'll get a text from our stylist Sky, who's our head merchant, um, and I get a text of every photo, and we have like five minutes to respond. And if we don't respond, he just keeps moving. Like it has to keep moving. Uh-huh. So each season, we usually do sort of an art collage and a mirror collage. And we did this one art collage um, that was going to print in the catalog. And I was like, what is that piece of art? I've never seen it before. To me, it just popped off the page uh, from all the other art. I don't even know why. Um, But like we always talk about how art should just speak to you. I don't know. It spoke to me and (laughs) I didn't even know we sold that art. So then I had to like go and research what it was, figure out what it was. (laughs) Must not even be available yet. No, something we already carried. We've had it. I don't even know how long. It's called Follow Me. Um, And I went online and bought it right then and there. I fell in love with it. I just thought, I don't know. The colors were pretty to me. I don't know. I loved it. It is pretty. It is really pretty. I I have never seen that before. Me either. It's one and a half stars. No, no, I'm sorry. Four, four, five stars, basically. <laughs> well, I would five star, except we're not allowed to leave employee yeah. reviews. But if I were to review it, I would love it. No, it gets five stars. That's awesome. And I really think that I really like uh, having the asymmetrical art arrangement when you walk in the room. It just feels, especially because my living room, a room you walk through to get to this room has two pairs. So I mm-hmm. like that this room doesn't have another pair. It it feels a little less structured and a little more casual and just a little more personal. I like it. Yeah. I also think it's, I love the way they're three, you know, so you have one on one side and two on the other. And I think because all three of those are like vastly different mediums you know one is an object one is a wait is it water it's watercolor or like an illustration mm-hmm. and then the other is um it's a painting i feel like that's that is always something good to consider and i'm i've been really into um like non-square art yes, like yes. sculpture or you know circ spherical things um so I, I do love the way the sweater kind of breaks all that up. Yeah. The dimension is kind of nice, that texture. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I definitely took all that into consideration. When I was doing it because I wanted them to not match, but mm-hmm. 
sort of feel good together. And then there, there is sort of an emotional connection too, which is nice. So yeah, always makes it more special. Love it. It's so good. And I got new lampshades in here, which I needed. And even my husband, he was like, we need some new lampshades in our bedroom. So I've gotten about like six new lampshades lately, you guys, just freshening up lamps. Oh, they feel so good, don't it they? really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. You don't realize you how tired it. they are until you take it off and you're like, oh man, that poor little shade's tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and or just the pop one can make. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I've, I totally agree because I bought a bunch of lamps recently and I, yeah, I, they could, they come with shades and I'm already like, well, my plan for you in a little bit is this shade. So anyway. there you go. All right, Taryn, you're up. All right. So my triumphs, um, I have two. I actually taught David about, you know, cause he really listens to this podcast. Um, but we moved into a rental, as I said in the last one and we got into it and he could not stand any of the lights in the house were so cold that he was like, ah, ah, even the outside lights were like such a cool color. He was like, oh. we got to fix this. And I was like, 2700 Kelvin. I don't, yeah, just go. Oh. <laughs> and it was, it was so funny how, I, you know, again, I feel like we now know that's part of the language, like, you, duh. And then he's like, what? What are you talking about? And so I had to, like, I pulled up the scale and I was like, I'm talking color temperature. And um, anyway, it was so funny as oh, he that like. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. A, mm-hmm, So we had a whole education and he changed out all the lights in this house and um, so that anything that is overhead is much warmer and the outside lights now don't look like this blue, awful house. So um, that was one of my, you guys were proud of. And then the other is I ordered my, I ordered a king size bed for Valor that I'm so excited about. It's for our (laughs) upcoming house. So I still have a while before I get to use it. Um, but our Brie channel backed oh, bed, bed comes in two heights and I wanted a taller headboard. Um, and so I got my bed. It oh, might be the same bed. You guys were all going to have matching houses by the time we <laughs> retire. <laughs> Wait, is it the one with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got is the it? low one though. Hmm. It, yours goes the low. Oh, I should blue velvet in your master, Caroline. Oh my gosh. I I what colors yours? I did the gold velvet because yes, I did. But we want to do again, like a dark wall, kind of like Caroline's, but doing a gold um, is kind of our plan. And this house should have a higher ceiling too. So I'm glad we did like a higher headboard or whatever. Um, So I ordered those and then I ordered two um, Suzanne Kasler, the Mathis sofas. Ooh, for our living room upcoming and i'm so excited <gasps> so are you not gonna put and them in don't. your are you gonna have them in your rental house or are you just gonna totally wait um i'm totally waiting i'm keeping them okay. packaged and well yeah so so will they go to your like i don't know why i'm really? all, up, all excited yeah. about your yeah like are they going into the storage unit like what's mm-hmm. happening they'll either go into our storage unit they'll be shipped to our rental house because you can't ship to a storage unit and then uh, we'll either take them over there and or we'll just shove them 
there's some basement space here where I'm at right now. So, yeah. So we'll hope they'll all come in. And of course they're like, well, you know, the ship date, cause everything's so far behind. And I was like, no, no worries. I don't have a house for any of these items. So that's fine. <laughs> but I'm so excited because I haven't ordered like a new bed or sofas in years and the whole, okay. And so the hole in the leather sofa is getting bigger and I'm so excited. David thinks he's going to be able to fix it and it's not fixable. Like with what? (laughs) What's in it? That stuff you see on TV where you like paint it? I don't even know. Well, it's where like the top, which is the leather piece, and then the inside of the sofa is like a fabric. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so where those connected has started to split and it was a small hole and it's getting bigger. And, you know, there's things I really care about that. I'm like, Oh, I got to get that fixed. You know, I'm like, yeah. So it made it through this move, but I don't know if it'll make it. I have to ask you something. Did you get the ballot designs credit card? I wish I had. I, we had thought about it. Yes, but no, I did not. You did not. Okay, because I'm the girl who has a Balderson's credit card, and then anytime I have a big purchase, I wait till it's double points. <laughs> oh, I have heard. You can't I, even believe how much I've got. You sound like you sound like our coworker Sarah. Yeah, she's gotten tons of things. So I'm I'm a fool this time. Well, fool, but I need to get it. I do need to get it because, especially with us doing this new house, there'll be much. We'll have more purchases soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but my trials this week, guys, are living in a new home. All the things you're like, oh, this is wrong. You know, and when we did a walkthrough of a, a rental home, it was one time, yeah. you know, and you're like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. we can make a square. Yeah. So it has one bathtub and has one shower. Well, I still have a three-year-old, so tubs are still like a needed thing. And I was like, perfect, tub. First night in the new house, you know, I'm like, all right, let's pour a tub. Doesn't, doesn't the little like close stopper doesn't work. And so it's one of the old school where it's like a little switch. So you can't actually like stop. You can't shove something down the drain. Why not? The drain. You can't put a plastic thing on it? You can. So we had to buy the little plastic piece that like. But it like flops over because it's raised. Does that make sense? Anyway, you would you if you saw it, you'd recognize this kind of drain. Anyway, so that was like first night. I was like, all right, so we're just gonna bathe under this water right here. Um, just has he never taken a shower before? We've tried. Oh gosh, Blair loves a shower. Oh, he does. He hate like he was all screams, and I was like, not worth it. Um, so whatever, but we fixed that issue. And then it was like, we were in the dishwasher for the first time. And then there was like a puddle on the floor. And I was like, oh, and then <laughs> my last one that you guys might need to help me with is there's a Moen seat faucet in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. Except it's like it has come loose. Like it's hanging, yeah. as you can see, like my arm. So the... It's like there's a nut underneath the sink, but I don't know. And I'm like, well, it's not my house. Do I? I don't. I don't know. Do you Call know what I'm talking about? Landlord. <laughs> okay, that's the best thing yeah. about being at a rental. 
Call yeah, that's true. I, I mean, there's a plate that comes off, and then underneath there's the screws and stuff that attach it to. So I think those are what are loose. Yeah. Based on so look underneath just to see if there was something you could tighten up. No, I'm too large to even like put <laughs> anything yeah. under that same. Yeah, I need, yeah. I need to send the husband because it's like up and under this, you know, like it's like one of those. Yeah. But David's the type is like, that's just the way it is. <laughs> guys, it's probably going to be laying down the rest of the time wearing this rental. I'm just going to have this faucet that's laying in the sink. Uh, I'm really, oh. I'm really curious to see how he responds to things that are going wrong when once you get once you're in yeah. your new house. Mm. Like, is he just going to be like, oh yeah, you that's know, our once it once the high investment yeah comes in yeah i feel like it's going to be different stay tuned oh my god that was that was a classic that was yeah, a classic, classic moment David. we'll never let him live down <laughs> okay so our guests today are a father and daughter design duo, Barry and Amanda Lance of A Lance Design, a full service family owned interior design firm based out of, um, well, is it Carmel, Indiana? It's Carmel. Carmel, Indiana. There you go. I See, I knew I'd mispronounce something. Uh, Barry has been in the design business for more than 30 years and is also an artist. And I believe, Amanda, you started the showroom, Lance Collective, which is in um, Carmel, Indiana as well, and was also named one of House Beautiful's best home decor stores in America. You showcase new and vintage pieces as well as Barry's artwork. And Barry, you have a new textile line coming out with Kravit, I believe, uh, in the new year. And I think that a couple, I think, I know one, I think two of your fabrics are going to be in our collection. So that's perfect timing. (laughs) Isn't that exciting for all of us? Yes. Yes. And for me, because I get to use it. So yeah, oh, yeah. We, we, we get- and and all of our listeners, they can shop it too. Um, it's funny because it was that was one of that was like my favorite new fabric from our twenty first twenty twenty one launch. So I can't wait to talk to you about oh, it. Well, I'm so flattered oh, that you say that. Thank you. It's one. Of, it's my favorite pattern of the collection. So we'll talk about that. Yes. Do y'all want to just kind of give us a quick little, you know, for any listeners who aren't familiar with your work, give us just sort of a background on the way you started, Amanda, how you kind of got roped into this design world. And yeah, just give us a little little info. Since I'm the older of the two, um, (laughs) how about starting with my bit or my my background a little bit? Perfect. I began working in, um, in design for the home when I was just 19 years old and we don't have to go into exactly how old I am. <laughs> but let me, let me say that, um, you know, I was at studio 54 as an adult in the seventies. So you, you can do, you can do the, do the math, but um, I began working in a furniture store, which was very upscale and found that, uh, you know, doing things for people in their homes was very easy for me, and I loved selling. So I started um, working here in Indiana um, in this furniture store and uh, cultivating a, the a design, uh, you know, bunch of people that started following me, and it just grew and grew and grew. I'm still living in Indiana where I have my whole life. And um, design has just been very important, and I've been very lucky and successful. Um, Amanda came along and grew up 
around me in the design world and um, followed my footsteps. And um, Amanda, why don't you uh, jump in and sure. talk about that? Yeah, I um, started going to the Merchandise Mart in Chicago when I was six mm. years old. And so I can remember searching for fabrics with dad, which I call him Barry professionally. Um, <laughs> That's got to be uh, weird. It is it's a little so weird. weird. Um, but started searching for fabrics. I can remember specifically looking for a red and cream plaid. Um, I can remember that very distinctly looking for it in the Kravitz showroom, coincidentally, um, when he was searching for something for a client mm -hmm. who had um, kids that I was friends with. So um, so I loved going to the Mart and I loved flipping through the wing walls of the fabrics. I also hated the industry because in my bedroom, I was only allowed um, a bulletin <laughs> board that was about 16 by 20. He was a little bigger than that. <laughs> Not much. Yeah. Um, and so that was the only way that I got to personally decorate my space. Everything mm -hmm. else, you know, I remember one Christmas, um, my big gift was an upholstered chair with bullion fringe at the bottom and a coordinating <laughs> ottoman. Yeah. That's a good one. And what were you, six? Yeah, I think I was like, and I was, you guys, I was so excited. You have no yeah. idea how excited I was to get this chair yeah. and ottoman. Because, you know, in your bedroom to have a chair and ottoman, that was kind of fancy. Like, grown as up. A girl. And you yeah. probably got the phone that gift. Yeah, I might have got your landline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What a shame you couldn't um, call more shots in your room since you clearly have a talent for it. Right, exactly. So, kind of, so grew up around it. Never really thought about doing it professionally. Um, was never pushed into that. Um, I went to school at Butler University in Indianapolis, and I graduated with. Uh, public and corporate communications and public relations really thought I wanted to get into nonprofit work. And, um, and then over time, just it, it, I kind of fell into it over time and really loved the business, um, really loved the art of selling and did take a break during 2008, 2009, where I was with um, Nordstrom for about five years and managed their personal styling department. So very similar business, just, you know, a, a person or a home, it's, it's very similar. And then came back to the business about five years ago, but I told Barry, if I was going to come back, I wanted to be the boss. I didn't want to um, be the employee. So, huh. yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I work for Amanda. So um, tables have turned, but it but it's all good. It's a round table, so it really doesn't make that much difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we work well together, and we've really worked to um, diversify the business by adding a retail space. Um, you know, the fabric collection with Kravit, which we'll talk about, as well as Barry's art has really, um, you know, given some really great PR opportunities and um, and we struggled to find art for our projects in some cases. So that really has helped our interior design business as well. So um, it's been a really, it's, it's a great partnership. So. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed going through, especially your Instagram because I loved, um, there's so much color in there. And so I do have a lot of questions about color because um Barry, your artwork is also very colorful. So, well, yes. I guess maybe let's just go ahead and get into it. Um, okay. So, color is clearly a big part of your brand. It's right there on the front door as you go into your shop. Um, how, you know, where do your where does your color inspiration come from, and are your clients coming to you for color, or are you sort of leading them 
toward color that maybe is what you feel like is the right for the space? Well, it has to be right for the space, of course. But I have always been drawn to color, even um, as a much younger person. Um, the art that I always admired as a younger person, um, you know, was always colorful, always. Um, I think of Maxfield Parish. I think of Rothko, Peter Max, um, Clayton Pond. I was always drawn to color. And um, in my early design career, uh, color was more important than maybe it has been in the design industry, say, in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I can think back across my career of different projects, and it was always peach, or it was shades of bright green, or orange, or blue, or, you know, color was very deliberate then. Mm -hmm. I think um, in more recent years, it's be color has become, as I call it, watered down mm -hmm. um, quite a bit. But um, I've always been known for being quite a colorful person. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the color comes um, comes natural. And of course, as you said, by looking at, uh, at the artwork that I do, it is very colorful. And mm -hmm. I think that's why it's been successful. I think yeah. sometimes art inspires and art excites, but it's pretty hard to do that when the art is just gray, you know? Right. So I think the, the more color, um, I don't know, it's freer, it's an experiment. It's, it's amazing to hear how many people say, oh, my favorite color is X, you know? Um, and I don't think people have thought about it a lot. Um, they, mm -hmm. they come into um, our shop where oh, we probably have 50, 60 paintings hanging. Oh, that's my favorite color. I kind of forgot it was my favorite color. And I'll say, well, why did you forget? Well, I guess I wear it, but I never thought about living with it. And, you know, so there you go. I think color yeah. is real. Would you agree, Amanda? Yes, and I think when it comes to design in particular, being um, based in the Midwest and having, you know, a lot, a lot of our projects obviously are in Indiana, we have a lot of gray days here, um, maybe more so than other parts of the country. I'm not sure. I haven't done the research on that. But it's hard for me to have a gray home on top of that. Um, and I totally, you know, we've done a lot of neutrals. And if that's what the client wants to see, we're more than happy to execute what their desires are. But I do think it's fun to add um, layers of color because we don't always get it outside especially yeah. this time of year. Well, it's, it's interesting seeing, um, you know, you've been, you said last 10 years, it's all about neutral and we are, we're finding that that's kind of changing course. Um, right now mm -hmm. there's definitely a lot more color out there and people are, you know, drawn a lot more to color. So I'm excited to see, you know, how that sort of progresses because as, as you said, it's, you know, color is, is a mood changer. You know, it makes you happy because that's your favorite color and, and how funny that someone feels so comfortable buying it as a shirt or a dress, but they, you know, have this fear around using it in their home. I think, I think right. artwork is a great way to do that. Um, mm -hmm. Like you said, just start there. Yes. Interestingly enough with the artwork, um, I probably sell more orange or pink paintings than any other color. And it's always surprising to me how many men are drawn to the pink artwork. 
Now, you know, and that goes back to your thought about wearing it. Most men will not wear pink, which is a real problem as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, because I wear it. A lot and, of men look um, great in pink. I know, but they're kind of fearful or intimidated by it. But boy, you know, you show them a piece of um, a piece of art, a painting that is bright pink, and they love it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think color, um, being drawn to color can be um, self-exploratory, you know. Um, yeah. Color tests are always very interesting to me, too, because I read one time, um, well, you know, what is your favorite color? And those people that say orange are very few and in between. And that's my favorite color. So I feel like I'm very unique, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. So with your new, the fabric line you have coming out, you don't have any orange. No, do not have any orange, <laughs> but that's not to say that that might not happen. We hopefully will, will get more colorful. No, there are some beautiful colors uh, in the collection, but not a bright orange, not a bright pink, but um, we're hopeful. We'll see what, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Well, how did you land on the um, the color for your front door? Is it has it always been chartreuse, or is it just, or I guess it's sort of a yellow kind of chartreuse yellow? Yeah. What is that? What, what would you call that? Well, it's actually right now it's red. So oh, we, of course. So red. yeah. So um, when we moved to this new space and out of the retail shop, I wanted a front door that I could change the color with the seasons, and so um, so it's been green. Yellow, red, pink, another shade of green, and not red. So, um, so people uh, love it because they you never know what to expect, and we can kind of do it based on the trends. Um, so, I think probably in the spring we'll do something that um, corresponds with Barry's uh, fabrics that have launched, maybe in a shade of blue or something. We haven't done a blue yet, and so it's been really it's been really fun because you can you know it's something so easy to change. You what's a coat of paint? And it's been a, a wonderful marketing tool, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's a great photo spot. Everybody wants to have their photos taken um, in front of the door. Yes, great branding. Um, yes. I, just, I love that trim as well. The the pretty yeah. kind of stepped trim is yeah, it's mm-hmm. really yeah. Mm-hmm. And the door knocker is um, the same door knocker that is at the prime minister's home in England. My grandmother um, is from England. So that's a nod to her. So, um, so we wanted to, you know, remember her a little bit too. She was very important to my father mm-hmm. and I, so. Well, and, really cool. and speaking, kind of talk, going back to the neutral spaces, I, I, I encourage everyone to go look at your Instagram because I think that even the rooms that are largely neutral, there's a lot, you know, like there was one, I think that was black and white, but they're still very bold. So yes. talk to us about drama and um, kind of how you're creating maybe the same energy that you would with a color, but without color. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's all about contrast. Um, you can have um, a shades of white or a shades of gray um, space and still be deliberate and and con- and contrast those shades to to um, create the drama. So um, you know, I, I think you can water everything down and make it just so plainly all the same or two shades of white. But gosh, think about white. 
and think about how many shades of white are available. So um, you can still create drama with um, with neutral colors. Of course, it's easier to be a little bit more dramatic if you're working with bright colors or deep colors. But I don't know that it's any more, I don't know, it's not loud, it's not louder. It's They can both be dramatic, don't you think, Amanda? Well, I think one thing about our designs we really try to focus on is being intentional with the design. Right. And so whether it's intentional with the color, I want people to, you know, it's, it's, it's not purplish, bluish, grayish. It's it's purple. It's you know it has an intentional spirit about it. The room or the space does, um, and so along with that, like Barry said, comes comes the contrast. And I also think that it's the personality of the client. Hopefully, is coming out in the spaces that you see. So um, I know the space you're speaking of. That's a lot of grays and blacks and whites and um, a lot of that chartreuse gold yellow color and that client in particular she is uh, the it's a man and wife but um, the the woman is very vibrant and very um, she has such energy about her that the room looks like her and it's um, it's a very very authentic she's very authentic and so I think it's important when you're designing spaces for people that those spaces are reflective of them and not reflective of us and their um, personality and their personality yeah. and their lifestyle because her husband mm-hmm. is a little bit more reserved mm-hmm. but he's very stylish yeah he's um deliberate in his thought and and all those things so yeah um that particular job reflects both of them yeah and, and they're really quite different yeah in personality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How would you say that the two of you differ in terms of your styles? And do you influence each other? Who wants to go first? <laughs> Have I influenced you, Amanda? Have I influenced you? Um, it started with that chair at age yeah. six. Okay. I, I know, exactly. No, we, so, okay, I do love the fact that we are multi, you know, different generations. We bring different things to the table when it comes to a design, a design plan working with a client. We argue a lot about <laughs> the, the course of the design and what we think is right. Um, I would say that Barry is a little bit more symmetrical in his, in, in the way that he likes things positioned. He's a little bit more OCD than I am. Mm-hmm. I like... Um, a mess. I, I like, <laughs> okay, it's not a mess. I like a little bit more asymmetrical and uh-huh. perhaps a little bit more of a surprise here and there. Uh-huh. I don't think that one way is better than the other per se. Uh-huh. It really depends on the client and what kind of risks they're willing to take. Um, uh-huh. I would definitely call myself a maximalist. I love pattern in my personal in my personal design. Um, and in my my place, I love pattern mixing. I love vibrant colors. Um, I love gallery walls, hanging them all very tight. Um, I wouldn't call it cluttered. I would call it maximalist. Um, and and Barry, you have layered, very layered. And Barry has a lot of layers as well, but from a fabric and and he's more textural than he is patterned. And yes, and I'm I'm not so much about patterns. Um, I like a lot of movement in the art. I, I am more textural. And I'm sort of, I, I don't want to say monochromatic because that sounds kind of boring. 
But as a as an example, Amanda's residence is very bright with pinks, greens, orange, um, blue. Uh, my place is in all shades of metal, gold, silver, um, copper. copper. It's all in those colors, and yet that sounds very modern. But believe me, it it isn't at all. It's very traditional in those color shadings, but mm-hmm. with modern accents of acrylic and, and some, you know, some metal pieces too as well. But it's, it's really more a nice, I would, I would call my place a little bit more like a, a fine hotel that is um, a little uh, restful, very restful. Mm-hmm. Mine is. Yeah. Yours isn't restful. Yeah, to him. Yours, <laughs> yours is more exciting, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been where she has been with design, you know, and, and I want to I want to say at my age, but don't get any ideas. I'm not about to die. But <laughs> but over my age and, and my career, I've gone through all those things. I was once very colorful in my residence and then it got kind of soft and then it goes back and forth. You know, Amanda's still very young and um, it'll be fun to see um, how she you know, goes through life and changes. Mm-hmm. I think we all change a little bit um, mm-hmm. as we age and mature or, you know, uh, just with our interiors. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think Ballard, honestly, I think your catalogs, they're exciting to yes. me to look at. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the, the, the fabrics that you guys have pulled in and everything and just how your catalog is merchandised. I think it Looks I think you're, really good. yeah, I think your pages are <laughs> so inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're very inspirational to um, all types of interior designers. Yeah. Uh, I get lots of ideas mm-hmm. by looking through your catalog. I've, I've received your catalog since, my goodness, I don't even know how long <laughs> you guys have been doing catalogs, but a lot 35 years. Okay. Yeah. Well, I remember when the. Now? Okay, I remember when the catalog first came out and everybody was talking about it and I thought, wow, these are great ideas and I love the ideas. I'm, I'm a very collected person mm-hmm. with my design. I love collections of things. I like a story. I like to, to read into the, uh, the design that somebody has done and really learn about the person. And I remember early on you had collections of things that I that I thought were really stunning. So you do a really good job at inspiring us, I might mm-hmm. say. Yes. Well, that's wonderful to hear. That's, you know, you spoke earlier to your um, design, the the sort of the neutral black and white space that that reflected both um, husband and wife. And that that is something that we talk about a lot on the show and just want to always encourage our customers to really let their designs showcase their personality and reflect them and be cut, you know, customize, be unique and uh, take some risk. And, and um, I do think that your, your design work showcases that push and pull between kind of contemporary and um, traditional and symmetrical and asymmetrical. You, you can really see the way you're both kind of, um, adding your point of view to the rooms. And I, yeah, think, that I, I think it's great that that comes through. I call it a struggle because when I'm painting, if I don't struggle um, with a piece that I am presently, you know, working with, I don't think it's very good. I think the more that you struggle in many things there, oh gosh, there's a whole hour about the show struggle. 
I think struggling is a good thing, is what I'm trying to say. And everybody should have a struggle with their design. If it's that easy, it's not speaking to the person or others that, that see it. And I think it's that way with art. So a struggle between Amanda and I is um, is always a great thing. Yeah, right? yeah. it is. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I, you know, I think problem solving is such an important part of design, and that that's always a struggle. And if you if you've got a problem and you solve it, how rewarding is that? I mean, that's the whole point. That's what we're there for. So, yeah. Talk to us a little bit about your fabric launch and how that sort of came about. And I know it was influenced, um, or I understand it was influenced by your artworks. So, sort of how those two, um, you know dovetail off each other okay well i want to do this one. Oh, you do yeah um, see uh, but i work for amanda so yeah go I'll, ahead I'll amanda. so uh, <laughs> yes um i am bossy sometimes i get that from my british grandmother too um so barry always wanted a fabric line and so as he was going about with his art and it was becoming more and more mm. successful um we did we kept looking at these and saying gosh, that could, imagine if you could take this piece out of the art and twist and turn it or put it into a repeat, you could really uh, see see it on a textile. And since obviously we work with them so frequently, it was just a very easy thing to navigate. And so the, the collection is also very multi-generational. So, um, and what I mean by that is that Barry obviously painted painted it literally on canvas and then um, Emily who is our design assistant and myself took pieces and parts and placed that in CAD and mirror imaged it or flipped and turned it or put it into a repeat of some kind to uh, come up with these patterns and so we were fortunate enough to present to Kravit and um, they liked the direction and so that's that's kind of how the whole thing the whole thing started um, the, the fabric that I know will be in your catalog, um, that one is called Goldie and it's, um, it's actually named after my great grandmother. Her name was Goldie and that's the legal name of our business as well. Goldie Unlimited. And so, um, when my father was growing up with her, he loved kaleidoscopes and they always looked at kaleidoscopes. And so that is reminiscent of, um, a kaleidoscope and a kaleidoscope print. And that's both of our probably favorites. I do love the floral um, quite a bit. And that one is called Manders. That was my nickname when I was a little girl. Um, so I do love the floral, but it, it was really fun to see as you took out pieces and parts of these landscapes that Barry has created over time, what you can, what you can do with them from a textile perspective is just pretty incredible. And I think that um, Goldie in particular, you know, not everyone wants just a stripe, but they want something that has order to it. You know, they don't necessarily want a floral because that feels too feminine or they don't, you know, they don't want a stripe because that feels too boring. And so Goldie is kind of a nice blend of a lot of different things. That's, that's very unique. Very so. well put. Man, God, that was really great. Thanks. <laughs> that <laughs> Thank is really so great. No, I mean, being that, you know, Amanda and Emily working on it um, technically, was very good because I wasn't capable of doing that. Of course, I, I'm not that educated with technology like you guys are. So um, I did paint, you know, the pieces, and um, we might be sure to say that we went to Crabbit and said, um, you know, 
since I've had this long history of selling private, I started selling private when I was early 20s. So over the years, I've, I've met and worked with and uh, become friends with many people in the Kravit company. It was only a, a given that we would go to them and say, hey, I think we could do um, some fabric patterns that you might like. So um, it's we're great to be partnering with them on, uh, on the fabric collection, which is called Canvas to Cloth, which I think that's very clever uh, for a name of the collection. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, well, I wanted to mention to everyone that on our on our site we're we're calling it Serena. So go on, um, you know, you can go online and find it. And yeah. I, the thing that I loved about it is it, and I don't know if this is anything you were going for, but it, it feels a little bit like an ecat to me. Yeah. It's sort of like a modernized, mm-hmm. almost like a watercolory ecat. Um, and I loved that about it. It's it's this beautiful. The one I think that we pulled into our collection is sort of a beautiful. Um, it is neutral, but it's sort of a mm-hmm. warm neutrals. You know, sort of taupey grays and um, yeah, because it could go into brown almost mm-hmm. that particular yes. colorway. Um, it could work with um, with both browns and grays, kind of. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful pattern. I think things have been so gray for so long that now it's going back to brown. So that's kind of a nice tweener fabric. If yes. people want to pull away some of their, you know, some of their gray and add in more warm tones. Mm-hmm. I think it it's, it is truly our favorite pattern. And so, I have to say just yeah. for a little bit of background, um, when we met with, um, with the Kravitz, and we presented mm-hmm. uh, that wasn't a pattern that um, um, Scott Kravitz was as fond of. He didn't like it as well, and he, in the first, was not going to put it in the collection. So I really pushed and shoved to get <laughs> that pattern in because um, named for my grandmother. It was just I just wanted it. I wanted it so bad, and it was my favorite pattern. So. I'm uh, very happy that he conceded the battle and <laughs> did add it to the collection. Well, we have it in our book, um, this, you know, for winter on these two swivel gliders and it looks incredible on these oh, chairs. Cool. I can't wait for you to see it because it looks phenomenal and we have some really great shots of them together. So I think you'll yeah. really like it. It looks, yeah. it looks fantastic. So well, can't wait for awesome. everyone else to see too. Yeah. So, really well, cool. so yeah, I just feel like the the, the painterly and sort of the um, you can really see your hand, mm-hmm. Barry, in the in the fabric. So I, I yeah, I'm mm-hmm. excited for everyone to see those. Mm-hmm. I you know it's so unique. I think to have a father daughter duo. So I love love that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, and you guys get along. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're best friends, really. Yeah, we are. We truly um, are. No, wait. Are there any other kids? Do you have any other? No. Kids? Okay. No, so you didn't, you didn't have to pick a favor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's answer a question. So she writes. Um, love the podcast. I've been a loyal listener for nearly two years. Big fan of the show. I need your help. I have a blank space in my den and I just don't know what to put here. Built in bookshelves, pretty glass bookshelves, a long console table with art above. It just sort of a waste of space. I love the idea of conversation zones, but it's not quite enough space for its own chair or bench. 
I've attached photos of the space. The wall itself is about 11 feet long, and I wouldn't want to put anything there more than two, two and a half feet deep to allow for space for walking through. I measure like Karen, so take this with a grain of salt. Meaning Karen doesn't measure, so we she could be making up all these dims. <laughs> Just kidding. Can't wait to hear you solve this dilemma on the show. Thanks so much, Megan. Okay, I'm going to go first. Is that all right? Yeah. It'll be so fun to see what you say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the artist in me says no furniture. I'm looking at the picture. Um, and I, you know, about the size and everything. Um, you have wonderful lighting right there that lights that wall. I see no reason to add furniture to the back side of those two chairs. I think it would infringe on your travel, travel space. Um, I would do one huge, uh, stretch canvas. Um, just generally guessing here at a size. You need something at least eight feet in width and five to six feet tall. And I would let that wall just scream art. Um, a lot of people would die for a wall like that to be able to do something really large and dramatic. Um, the only piece of furniture I could ever see there would be a bench. But what do you think, Amanda? I mean, if, if her dimensions are accurate, I think a large piece of art would be great because she has other um, partnering pieces that hang together in other parts of the room that I'm seeing here. So, and it looks like the ceiling height is really grand. So a large oversized piece of art would be great, but I would also consider um, putting a console underneath it and doing what I like or what we both like to call a story table and find things that are important to them and the family, coffee table books on places they've visited, um, you know, maybe some photo frames of, of their family, perhaps um, some other interesting things that collections. collections of something to put on the, on that console and then do a large piece of art over it. The other, I was trying to see the lighting in the room and she does have a couple of lamps, but she could also put some tall um, candlestick, you know, buffet lamps on the console table, which would be nice to have some lower lighting um, in this space as well. So she doesn't always have to have the can mm -hmm. lights on above. Okay, let me ask in that area. I feel like this mm -hmm. is something people get scared of. I, I'm thinking, I don't know, you tell me. Um, if she's got a giant canvas and she has mm -hmm. consoles, is it weird to have the buffet lamps layered in front of the art? Like it'll be blocking portion of the art. Is that strange? No, not at all. No, I think if I think if a lamp kind of goes into the art, um, I think that that's okay. I also like to see, and and you guys have even had this in your catalog. There could be something on a fireplace or on a ledge, and they put things kind of layer in front of it. You know, um, so I think that's that can be fine. Um, I in in my place, I have a a large piece of art. There is a table or a chest under it. But the things on the chest bleed up into the bottom of the subject of the art, and that makes yeah. it more interesting. So mm -hmm. I don't think you should be worried about that. She may want to take the two lamps that are at the end of the sofas and pull those to the other end mm -hmm. of the sofas um, if she does lamps on the console or story table, because mm -hmm. that would be four lamps pretty close together. But I'm not sure if that works with the with the pictures we have. Yeah. But um, yeah, it seems like that would probably be good for her room 
anyway because it looks like it's a little lighting heavy on one side. It looks like she needs a little more light mm-hmm. down towards the French doors. Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell. Could it be something she could try? And then yeah. how, okay, she does a console table and, and her piece of art is very large. How high over the table should the art hang? Well, that depends on the table. Just oh, eight, eight to ten inches Yeah, is about it. Um, but I, I strongly will agree, disagree with my lovely daughter and, and say, don't do a table, do the art and take the art within mm-hmm. a foot of the floor. I mean, and, and, and no, nothing over there. She has a lot of furniture in the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a lot of furniture already. The only way I would do a table would be if I do a skirted um, sofa table with a fabric to soften it that goes clear to the floor. Nothing on legs, mm. but I still like the idea of one big piece of art. And you know, I happen <laughs> to know an artist that could do it. It would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure right. You do. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. No, I like that idea too. I I do like that concept. But when I look at the photo of her stairway, she's got room to have a bit of a console table there. Yeah, and I, just I don't think trust Megan's okay. measurements okay. just yeah. based on this photo. That, that is more than two feet. Yeah. I know. That's, yeah, I think so. I, it looks more like, so if if it is as deep as I think it is, then I then I feel like you do need a piece of furniture And there. a bench. Then you could go you to could a, do bench, a bench, which is lower. Yeah, or you could or, do a console with two benches underneath it that you right. pull out for extra seating. I or love a, that look. a low, more uh, chow-style mm-hmm. console table that yeah. is really low, yeah. you know, with books on it, and then the art can come down lower. Everybody needs to remember that, you know, art doesn't start from the waist up in a room. Um, if you've got room to do gallery walls and things, you can hang art just above the baseboard and still enjoy the ceiling and all the way to the floor with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, you solved it. And also, Megan, your your room is beautiful. I, I love the colors. Mm-hmm. I love it's so orderly and tidy. If you have children, I applaud you mm-hmm. because it doesn't look like it. I know. It's really um, well done. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, really well done. And Really but see, pretty. I and I kind of get the style she's going for there, but um, mm-hmm. I want Megan to really go out on a limb and do a real strong contemporary piece of art that has a lot of movement to it, and mm-hmm. some you know some more color and stuff. I think it would be great on that wall. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Barry and Amanda, would you please tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, all that yes. good stuff. Um, on Instagram, you can follow us at Lance Collective, and it's spelled L-A-N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, Z as in Zebra. So Lance Collective on Instagram. Would love to have you follow us and um, comment on our stories or send me a message on what you'd like to see or tips that you'd like to see or colors you'd like to be have or discussed. Question. Or Design question. Design dilemma. Absolutely. And um, our website is currently under construction, but our website is alancedesign.com. And then Barry's art website is barrylanceart.com. So we have two separate ones there. Um, Yeah, that's where to find us. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much for being our guest. This was fun. Thanks, guys. You guys are great. That was enjoyable. Now, um, I need to get my own podcast, so keep me in mind. (laughs) 
And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcastballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy happy decorating. decorating!